Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Goose Knob Show. I'm currently in the trunk of someone's car. Uh, there's really not much I'd planned out, but let's make it interesting. So, today, I went hunting. And, well... You know, I I probably shouldn't talk about never mind, forget forget that. Uh anyway, I'm I'm literally in the trunk of someone's car. So follow follow uh follow my follow my Instagram or something. What's up, fellas? I have a new idea that I think might actually be Well, I think it's something that I don't think anyone has thought of before. Maybe they've thought of it a little bit, but like, I don't think they've ever fleshed it out at, at the very least. But, okay, I pieced together one fact that I heard from a psychology lecture. And then, I don't know, I think this was years ago that I heard it. And then I also pieced it together with my own life experience. And I think I have an interesting take. So, without any further ado, here we go. The, the thought is that we're actually let me go into the fact first so i think the fact is that right wing people or people with a tendency to be more right wing one of the i guess the core personality traits that's exaggerated in them is how would you say it i think disgust that's my understanding right-wing people tend to be have tend to be more sensitive to to disgust from my understanding and the question is well what does that mean and what can we do with that information and my answer to you is we can extrapolate why big cities tend to be skewed more leftist rather than, you know, being more maybe evenly distributed or maybe even being skewed more rightist, right? If you ever go into a, I don't know, I've been to, I've been to many cities, I've been to Denver, I've been to London, I've been to Budapest, I've been to New York, I've been to Louisiana, I've been to all these, or New Orleans, many more. And the commonality between most, if not all cities, is that they're dirty and they tend to be disgusting and... I think that that's just a natural consequence of having a bunch of people shoved into one space. I mean, people start littering, you know, things start getting grimy and, and, you know, the, the infrastructure starts wearing down and there's rats and there's, you know, there's trash and rats and, you know, the... Maybe the quality of people start decreasing because, you know, or the, you know, if, if 
if there are more people, then you're more likely to see people on maybe the extremes, right? You know, if there's three people in a room, what's the likelihood that the likelihood is that you guys will probably be centered around the average, right? It's, it's probably unlikely that you'll meet someone in a group in a randomly chosen group of like three people that one of them is going to be like, you know, at the one of the extremes of maybe the bell curve of of, you know, a personality indicator or something this that or the other, right? But if you have like a thousand people in a room, the likelihood that one of you guys is going to be crazy or was going to be like very eccentric or is going to be like at the one of the the ends is like extremely high, right? So you have more access to those people, you know, maybe like a, you know, in a bad way, you know, maybe like extremely, you know, there's probably way, there are way more crazy people in cities than in, in smaller communities. And anyway, my point is cities tend to be disgusting and smelly and gross and, and dirty and trashy. And you tend to see a lot of, you know, bad people there. And then I guess there's also crime. So I guess that would also, but I'm not sure. I don't really understand the social dynamics of why crime emerges in cities. But anyway, that's kind of secondary to the point. The point is cities are disgusting. And right-wingers are extremely sensitive to disgusting things and to disgust. So... I mean, you, 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 you can connect these dots for yourself, but, you know, right-wingers probably would not go into cities because cities are disgusting. Simple A plus A, therefore B, therefore C logic. So I think, I think that's kind of, that's point one, but we can go deeper. So right-wingers, they don't like cities because they're disgusting. I think right-wingers prefer nature, you know, because there's a level of purity and, 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 you know, pristineness in nature that you, you just can't get anywhere else you know so, which is why i think right-wingers prefer being in rural areas that are less developed and more we're closer to nature maybe okay so that's 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 point two but my third point is or second i don't know whatever who's who's keeping score and i think this is really important most people, I'd say probably 70, 60 to 80% of people, they don't have any principles, really. They don't really, they don't really have any, like, objective viewpoints, I would say, that come from themselves. Most people, 60 to 80% of people, they listen to what people are saying around them they look at the society's morality, the society's structure, you know, and then they base their entire lives off of that, off of being conformist. Because, you know, being at the extreme of anything, you know, the extreme end of creativity or the extreme end of this or that or productivity, right? You could say, oh, you know what? You're an extremely hardworking person, you know? That's a good thing objectively, but it's like, well... We're, we're we're judging for fitness, not about like, oh, what's the best type of person? You know, we're judging for fitness, you know, evolutionarily. Someone who was extremely hardworking, right? You know, there's a likely there's a high likelihood that they're going to be successful. But, you know, if you're at the extreme end of anything, you know, the tallest, the tallest uh, heads of heads of wheat get cut down first 
people who, let's say, like, like, let's look at like a corrupt, tyrannical kingdom. Let's say there's some guy who's, who's, you know, really good at stuff. And, and then everyone around him starts being jealous, like, oh, wow, this guy, this guy, this guy's getting more money than us. That's, that's, you know, and they start getting jealous and they start getting upset. And, or, or let's say someone in power, someone with a lot of power sees them and is jealous of them or, or maybe thinks that they're a threat or thinks that they're weird or whatever. Like people who are at the extremes, they get killed more often than not, I would say. Or there, there's a, there's, yeah, I would say something, something along those lines. And the, the Cain, of, Cain and Abel story is, is exactly this. Like this is one of the fundamental stories of the Bible. You know, was it, I think Abel, Abel was, was giving God proper sacrifices while Cain wasn't, right? Abel was at the extreme of, you know, being extremely productive and hardworking and virtuous. Well, Cain wasn't. And what did Cain do? Instead of, instead of, you know, trying to get better himself, he kills Abel, right? And this is, this is, this is the fundamental issue with our society. I would say one, one of them. It's that there is a evolutionary preference for mediocrity and conformity rather than exceptionality. So, and, 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 and if, if you, if you don't see, if you don't, if you don't agree with this, I, I would, I really want to hear why you think so, because this is like probably one of the most bulletproof things about human psychology I can really think of and sociology in general, but people tend to be extreme conformists. Okay. So that's the point. Anyway, I'm just trying to set up the fact that, that people are conformists. And now let's, let's add these two, two ideas together. You have a city that starts to develop, right? As the city grows, it gets dirtier and it gets, you know, it gets, a, it becomes a place that becomes far less appealing for right-wingers to, to live in, right? But cities, they offer, you know, they offer a lot of things. They have an extremely efficient infrastructure and, you know, you get everything you want there and there's lots of like culture and history and it's a fun place to be, you know, people like living in cities. So, you know, right-wingers start leaving, maybe not all of them, right? But, but more, more than there, there becomes more, there becomes the distribution of people skews more left wing than right wing and and let's say it's let's say it's even if it's slight there will be a skewing and what happens when you skew the population of a city from more left wing to right wing or right wing to left wing then that means that you know, the 80% of people, the 60 to 80% of people who look to others for their beliefs and viewpoints, they, they don't have any themselves. They look to other people to give them their, their thoughts about things, right? When they start seeing that the popularity shifts from being more right-wing to being more left-wing, then what are they going to do? They're going to start adopting left-wing ideology. So, what I think happens with, within the city phenomenon and what, what makes cities extremely corrupt places is that you probably have this inherent aspect of psychology that's going on that is, is driving people who are more right-wing, 
you know, more conservative, more traditional, you know, out of cities. And since there are lots of people living in cities, that ends up just converting lot, like converting basically everybody to left-wing ideology because they're conformists, right? And I think, I think, I really think that this, this might be the answer to why we're seeing the, the big skews that we see today. This, the, at the end of the day, well, there, there are other reasons I, I'm thinking of, but this is probably one that, that really does have an effect, and I haven't heard anyone say it, talk about it before. But this is, yeah, God, gosh, I think this is a, I think this idea works. And it's just a simple thing. It's just the fact that cities are disgusting and right-wing people don't like disgusting places and disgusting things, you know. And this is why they're very moralist and traditionalist because, you know, the new type of, you know, non-virtuous things are disgust- any, any, disgusting, you know. So anyway, anyway I, think, I think I've made my point pretty, pretty well. But I guess one thing to, to leave it off – what was the guy's name? There's a, was it Moldbug? I think that's the guy's name, the philosopher. But there's a guy in the NRX movement who, I think, essentially made a pretty good logical explanation of why cities are brain shredders, as as he says it. And from my understanding, that just means that you know, smart people tend to go into cities. They live there, and then they don't have any kids, or they have very few kids, right? Because it's very expensive to live in a city. So instead of being in another place, you know, high IQ people who go into cities don't have any kids, and it ends up, you know, decreasing the general IQ of the population because lots of people who are going to cities are basically just destroying the high IQ genetics that they have. And then as a, as a whole society starts suffering because of it. So there's another, there's another twist, another thing to add to this to think about. But anyway, I feel like this might be a driving force behind civilizational cycles. The, the, the fact that right-wingers get kicked out of cities because they don't like cities. And then, well, yeah. I wonder, wonder what reality would be like if people, most people weren't conformists. And that being said, everyone's a conformist, I'd say, to some extent. But many people are far more conformist than others. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Gusnav Show. Be sure to check out Gusnav.com for for your free your free uh shopping experience. Or check out my gumroad as well, where I have you know content that that is unreleased and behind-the-scenes stuff. Actually, there's a ton of cool stuff there. I'd, I'd highly recommend. And then, well, I think that's, that's, that's about that. But thanks for listening. Share this with a friend, and 
twerk in front of your grandparents. All right, guys, I had another thought here, which is actually, uh, <laughs> which is actually interesting. Adding on to this point. Nazi Germany. In Nazi Germany, right, it was like a hyper order, hyper, you know, pristine regime, right? They were, they've had a, a fanatical focus on purity and such, right? And I would say that, I mean, I don't, I don't have any data to back this up, but I, I don't know, just looking at some of the footage from Nazi cities at the time, you know, they were very clean and pristine. And you look at the, the, the architecture of the time, it's like all like monumentalist and like, there's no stains and spots. Like, you know, it's all very like, you know, everything's the same and everything's hyper orderly, right? So maybe what happened in the Nazi regime is that when they took over, they cleaned up the cities and then you no longer had maybe you didn't have the same problem that most cities in the world have where, or, you know, the, 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 it's just disgusting and it drives everyone with a right wing temperament away or makes them not want to be, you know, in the city center. Right. And maybe because of that, maybe the, the Nazi regime was allowed to, you know, continue in remaining popular, you know, it had popular support because the cities were like ultra orderly. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just a, that's just a thought. I just wanted to add to this episode, but let me know what you think. Peace.